so you talk about that scripture in Luke. What what is the opposite of that? That you kill for your family? That you put you and your tribe ahead of everyone else? Like that's actually the reverse of that is is a dark a dark view of life. It's tribalism. Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that attempts to break down cultural assumptions and then view those from a more biblical lens. I'm Josh Phillips, joined here by Shane Skirvin. Shane, how you doing over there, man? Doing great. You're hanging in there? Yep. We're trying to get episode two here from our little hiatus we took, a little break here, but uh, but uh, we're, we're ready to jump back into this. We're right in the middle of a series. We're talking about the coronavirus here. Before we get into that, though, uh, we want to mention that, again, you can always visit our website at switchinglensespodcast.com. There you can find all things from videos to podcast episodes to blog articles and even all of our social networking links like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So, Shannon, so like I said, we're in the middle of the series. We're talking about the coronavirus and how to react. We're not really giving like, news updates or anything like that because today, the day we're recording this, by the time it gets released, there's much more new information. And so we don't really want to get into that aspect of it. We want to really get into the aspect of it that's helpful no matter where we're at in this process. And so the last episode we talked about sort of our expectation with what's happening with this coronavirus, because there's a lot of shock going around, a lot of people um, losing jobs, uh, just a lot of uncertainty, don't know what's going to happen, people dying, people getting sick, all kinds of stuff. And it's hitting the whole world. So it's kind of very unusual. We haven't really seen something like this in a long time. Certainly not in anybody's lifetime, I think, living today, I wouldn't think. So this is really pretty crazy. So uh, we talked about the idea of how our expectations with technology and things like that, um, how that are affected. If you want to catch all that, of course, you can listen to the previous episode. Today, we want to talk about, like I said earlier, is we want to talk about this. How do we properly assess the value of life? Because that's really an integral concern when we're talking about this, when how, whenever we react and whatnot. Because we've seen people react in a lot of different ways, right? We've seen people <laughs> hoarding, which we'll get a little more of that in another episode, but we've seen that. We've just seen just Price gouging. People yeah, 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 price gouging. Yeah, for sure. And just a lot of crazy behavior from this. And I mean, and I want to be sensitive. I understand it. It's it's a really crazy time. I get that. I don't want to make too light of that. But um, I think a lot of that stems, though, from how we value life. I think a lot of people feel like their lives are threatened, especially if you're in the, de- the sort of the age range, the demographic that they're saying that people are most susceptible to this sort of the, uh, the elderly or somebody that has lung issues or immune system issues. That can be pretty scary. Yeah. That can be pretty absolutely. scary. So we're going to talk about how we properly assess the value of life. And we want to be real careful here. So we're, we want to make sure that we're being very sensitive towards people, but at the same time, not sacrificing truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Seem fair? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into this here. You kind of started to hint at this in the last episode. I had to cut you off there, Shane. But let's take, because we like to talk about worldviews here, because worldviews mean everything. That's how we react to things. That's how we, like you said in the last episode, that's how we get expectations. And we react from those expectations. Okay. And that's reactions what people have the hardest problems with. And again, it's all based on a worldview. So let's take a worldview, Shane, that believes that there is no God. Okay. Maybe it was something, maybe a naturalistic, materialistic, uh, postmodern, whatever kind of uh, atheistic view you want to hold here. If I hold that kind of view, okay. And I think that there's no life after this. Once we die, that's it. We're done. Our existence is over. How might I react in a situation like this with this coronavirus going around? Well, I mean, all your, so to speak, like you said, all your eggs are in one basket. You know, this is your only expectation. So we're talking about 
the shock and expectations. Your only expectation is this life, you know, and um, that leaves you with no redeeming value. And it's not that the theistic or the Christian worldview sees suffering as a good because they don't, but they say something good can come out of suffering. So there's no redeeming value to um, suffering. There's no life beyond this life. There's no viewing this life as transitionary, and there's a hope beyond the grave. So you're left with, by definition, a much smaller, uh, which is what atheists would say, you know, um, we're not seeing anything controversial. You're left with a lot more focused and smaller and narrower view of this life. And and this would be, they would agree to that. And so, you know, I, I just think that, um, that you have to address that in light of I mean, the only thing with coronavirus is just bringing some things into focus that we all face every day. But now with one event um, affecting everyone at one time in the same way, it definitely brings us into focus. Um, you know, so that, yeah. So I, I, I would say if you're, if you have a naturalistic viewpoint, um, this, this really brings, there's, uh, there's a lot of clarity that this brings, right? I mean, yeah. it lays everything out on one one time. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, again, we're we're, we're just trying to be honest right here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Like you said, I don't think anything you're saying is controversial Mm-mm. at all. Yeah. Um, let me let me ask you this, and this could be a little bit of speculation. I and I realize not everybody would hold this view, so I want to lay that disclaimer out there. But if I felt like my life was threatened in some way, and a lot of people do feel like their lives are being threatened right now because of this coronavirus, if I didn't have a theistic view, if I believe there was no God, how might I react when I feel like my life is being threatened? Well, you know what? And this is this is one of the things that led me to become a Christian. So I think I can speak pretty clear uh, from my own life. What was the bane of my existence before Christ was selfishness? And um, I, you will not ever see selfishness as something negative uh, without um, without something else being uh, the subject of, it's kind of a hard hard way to dress, but the Christian worldview, you know, you are not your own person. You have, you ascribe to um, God and what he's doing, what he's done through uh, Jesus Christ. And so there is a different, complete different worldview starting from the innermost part of you. So that's going to affect everything you do. And for me, um, selfishness was the guiding principle. It was the God of my life was self. And so mm. I would have responded to everything, including something like this, in a completely different, uh, different way. So um, yeah, I, I just I don't see, I, I think it's it's and that's a, that's an easy thing to fall into. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, and e- even Christians fall into that. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely for sure. But you know, so I not. never pushed back on it. For me, in my personal experience, I never pushed back in on it in a meaningful way until my relationship with Christ. I mean, I can I can hmm. speak in in my own life and, and say that. Yeah, so that kind of transitions us actually. What you're saying there is so. Uh, so if I to go in a different direction, if if I do hold a theistic view, we're, we're saying a Christian worldview because that's where we come from. If I hold a Christian worldview, and all of a sudden my life is being threatened or severely hampered in some way, you know, how might I react to that then? And you, you I know, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, kind of... well, yeah. If the highest values is that in Christianity, we would say you know, the innermost part of you has changed completely. And so the love of God and the love of your neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself, those become the guiding principles 
to your whole life and your whole community um, is to esteem your brothers and sisters um, a- as yourself. So there's a, a there is definitely a complete different. Um, and, and, and by the way, the enemies of Christianity saw Christianity the exact same way. Nietzsche said Christianity makes weakness a virtue and they keep alive what should die. I mean, that's one of the things he hated about Christianity is he said this herd mentality didn't allow the natural, stronger man to arise from the ashes of the weaker man, right? <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, boy, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, we just have to lay this out. You cannot say that uh, you cannot hold your positions and them not be examined. All of us have to examine what we believe. We all have to be honest about our worldview, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then... And so I like how you put it too before earlier. You said this is sort of like a transitionary period. This this life is sort of transitionary in a way. And it is for everyone. It is for everyone, right? Explain. Explain. Uh, Well, well, all of us know. if So we're talking about this expectation we're going to live. Are you saying regardless of what you believe? Regardless of what you believe. um, I think one of the – we can – you cannot approach us from a neutral um, uh, statement. You have to say the Christianity teaches this life is transitionary. Well, you know what? Everyone knows this life is transitionary. I would say that's not a neutral statement. That actually corresponds better to what Christianity teaches. It's, it's because this life is trans. We all know we're passing through this life and we're going to die. Mm-hmm. And so the, yeah. I, the, the whole, Christianity making the statement that this life is transitionary and that there's life beyond the grave, it both matches our expectations that there, you know, all of us, uh, you know, almost everyone I've ever around, I remember having a discussion within with an atheist, he said, I'd love the idea of there's a hope beyond the grave. He's like, my hope is that someone will be born somewhere with the exact chemical makeup of my brain so that I live again. You know, I think he was being very honest. I mean, everyone was huh. the expectation of I haven't heard that one to before. live again. Yeah. He was blending a reincarnational. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But, but my point okay. saying it I mean, is we all, sense. all of us, if we're honest, we aspire for life beyond. Who, who wants to say, I'm going to live. I better get everything I got because I'm just going to go straight to the grave. Right. All of us want to hope. I hear a lot of people. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Bl- I almost want to hope, but I've, I mean, I can think of one person in specific. I remember that I remember listening to. Um, I don't want to say celeb- minor celebrity, I suppose, uh, was saying that um, they said like, yeah, in the end, you're, you're worm food. That's it. You're dirt. You go back to dirt. That's it. You just live this life. I think a lot of people say that. A lot of people I've heard. I don't think they really. Maybe that's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying what, what, what I hear though. What's being said? Yeah, you, you could argue that sometimes people say one thing, but they 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 feel or mean something else. Those same people go to the hospital when they get sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> I like that. Good point. Uh, that reminds me of another joke, but I'll tell you about that later. Um, <laughs> so what I find interesting about this, so if you, again, have, going back to the Christian worldview, that this life isn't the end. What's interesting about this, you know, is that Jesus even kind of confirms this. Well, actually, he confirms it quite a bit. Uh, one place in Luke chapter 14, verse 26 or 27, he said, 27, excuse me. He says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, obviously, he's not encouraging you to yell and scream and hate say i hate you mother mom and dad obviously he's not saying that he just it's really more of about priorities that god's got to be first you've got to be able to say him first obviously just in case there's somebody listening that wants to criticize that but he's making the claim out there yes even your own life and then if you look at the the apostles after jesus death 
when they went to all the various places to spread the gospel and all but I mean, most historians uh, and, and theologians would conclude, most of them conclude that all but one died a martyr's death. That all died under terrible. I was reading through uh, in preparation for this episode, all the different ones, what, um, what people were saying. And man, it was crazy. It's one thing to say it like what I, how I just said it. It's another to read each one, what they said like this, you know, Peter was held upside down on a cross crucified and he wanted to do it upside down because he didn't feel he was worthy to be crucified the same way that Jesus did. And you hear somebody else was stoned and you hear this guy was burned alive. And like, it's like, Oh my gosh, when I read all the individual ones, it's crazy. And these, and these are, these are amazing men, amazing men of God. Well, and who doesn't like, like, look at our, look at our plays and our our art, our movies. All of us know the highest ideal is a self-sacrificing love. Like all of us hold like Mm -hmm. anything. So you talk about that scripture in Luke. If what what is the opposite of that? That you kill for your family, that you put you and your tribe ahead of mm-hmm. everyone else. Like that's actually the reverse of that is is a dark a dark view of life. Yeah. It's tribalism. Who, who who wants to live in that society? Yeah, it's tribalism. So for, you know, and that's the tribalism it, is the bane. You know, of Shane. Though, I think I think a lot of people think that's going to happen, though. I think that's what a lot of people. This is where I think a lot of the fear is coming. I think a lot of people are thinking that. You know, when we're going to get more to this in the next episode, but, you know, people are sort of the sort of individualization is is taking over and I've got to protect me. I've got to protect myself. So I don't care about you guys. I'm going to get my supplies. I'm going to bunker down and try to try to outlast this thing. Yeah. Selfishness is hell. It is. It really is. I love what I'm seeing. Like, I know me and you talked about this already. Uh, Your church and my church, both about some of the services like they're, they're not taking this attitude they're not like oh gosh we got to protect ourselves they're like how can we help people what can we do who's out there who needs i think you said your church was had people uh delivering a meal or going to the store for people who didn't feel comfortable going out uh, elderly and, and people like that um my church was cleared out a whole gym to put out a store food and distribute it to the local community yeah but how, I mean, how you know look look how cool that is people sacrificing for each other helping each other, you know, we, we can't look at that neutral. There's only a certain worldview that really has a, you know, a coherent thought behind that. If, if you know, if I'm not saying good people, can't, you can't be good if you're, um, that's a separate issue to say you can't be good if you're atheist, but you can't explain why, you know, you, mm-hmm. can, you can't explain why selfishness wouldn't be a more viable option. And so, you know, I, I just, I'd love the, you know, you're going to become more like the God you serve. If your God is yourself, you're, you know, you're going to be, uh, you're going to become just full of yourself, right? You're just mm-hmm. going to get more yeah. of what you worship. If you hold up, you know, the Christians worship the cross. They worship a God who gave himself at the cross for everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, it really matters. It's like that famous story at, you know, at midnight or two, uh, one in the morning in downtown, any big downtown city if you hear 10 young people running have you heard that story 10 young people mm-hmm. running up to you would it matter if they had just left a youth group oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know so like this this idea that um you know it really matters <laughs> what people believe and what they ascribe to what they worship what's the main focus of their life it affects all of us we're all in this mm-hmm. together so um you know the hoarding the price gouging all these things really affect each other right and so, 
and just to kind of sum it up a little bit here, you know, like I think it's extremely important that we sit and think about and properly value life right now. Again, as, especially from a Christian worldview, this isn't the end. I, and I think when we hold that view, that would cause us to look outside of ourselves and look to help other people, even if it comes at our own cost. And I think the scripture is just filled and saturated with that idea. It's about other people. It's not about me. It's not about myself. And I think that's really what we need, especially in a time like this, because if we all go into individual mode and we all go into how can I serve me and protect me, this is going to be an awful place. This is going to go bad quick. And so hopefully that doesn't happen. So uh, just and, and last thing, just to kind of a lasting disclaimer here, uh, we also want to make it very clear. We're not saying that Christians shouldn't care about their lives or that life is, isn't valuable or anything like that. We're not saying that one bit at all. We're saying we need to properly balance and find that right mark of how we value life. We're not saying it's worth nothing. Not far from that, we're saying. Well, we're saying love your neighbor as yourself implies that you have a healthy love of yourself and your neighbor. Exactly. It's built within within that statement. You know, and that's that's one of my my critiques of atheism would be that it leads to nihilism. So in no way, nihilism is is the opposite of, of a hope beyond the grave. Right, right. All right. And that's that's going to wrap it up for us today, Shane. So again, like we just want to wrap that up, that we're saying that that there's we need to properly assess this life and give it a assign it a proper value. And I think when we can do that, we can handle situations like this much better and we can help each other. And this is going to come out better than the alternate view of that. Well, Shane, thanks for joining me as always. And thanks to everybody out there for listening. Uh, again, you can You can contact us via email at feedback at switchinglensespodcast.com. You can always visit our website, switchinglensespodcast.com, and get our videos, podcasts, all that good stuff. Well, Shane, it's going to wrap us up. I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me. Adios. All right, and we'll see all you guys next time.